What is going on, everybody? It is Brett, the host of Recovery Survey. And we're celebrating three years. Three years that I've been doing this podcast. I never imagined that I would be doing this as long as I have been. It just started out as an idea and something that I wanted to try. And it has grown into such a huge thing. And I am so grateful for everyone that has listened to the show, that has shared the show, that has reviewed the show. It just means so much to me. You know, I, I feel like, you know, that I don't know. I don't even know how the show started to get followers and stuff because I don't have any kind of celebrity or you know, any kind of money for advertising or anything like that. You know, I'm just a regular blue collar guy who likes to talk about recovery. And so I'm so grateful that you guys continue to tune in every single week and, and listen to the amazing interviews that I have the opportunity to, to have. And, uh, I'm just sitting here thinking about how much has changed in the last three years. And, you know, I started this, uh, this podcast, my wife and I had had just gotten married and we were living in a little one bedroom apartment and I set up a little studio in our, our little walk-in closet and, uh, you know, didn't really know what I was doing. Didn't have the best gear and didn't know what I was doing when it came to editing and, and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, my wife was there to support me and, and she believed in me and I connected with some amazing people. And that first episode was with, uh, Frederick Chagog and, Freddie and I still keep in contact and he's he's just an incredible guy man I've I've had the pleasure of interviewing him oh I don't know three or four different times now and he's he's just an amazing guy and uh you know here here we are fast forward three years later and and my wife and I have have two beautiful daughters and and we're in a little house now and and I have my own space to record the podcast here in a little guest bedroom that's also doubles as as my studio and and my gear's been upgraded a little bit, and you know all the cool material stuff has has come in as I've continued on this recovery journey. But I'm just I'm so grateful that people still tune into the show, and and you know there's a need out there for these recovery stories to to have the 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 tragedy to triumph stories. You know people really I think people really connect with people that that share their story and are so vulnerable and are willing to get in there and share some of those ugly truths about their experience. And I think that that just resonates with people. And I think that that is why the show has been as successful as it has been. Obviously I'm no Joe Rogan or anybody like that. I'm, I'm not doing that well on the podcast, but you know, the, the outlook that I've always had since the beginning of the show is if, if the episode helps one person, then I've done my job and I know that this podcast has helped people, and so I am I am completely satisfied with what has happened so far, and I plan to continue to do the same thing. I do feel like here recently I've kind of shifted the focus, and it hasn't been a conscious decision to to change, you know, who I'm having on as guests, but I feel like there's been a big focus on I guess what would be considered like alternative recovery methods, and I think it's so important that we talk about those. Because I don't know about you guys, but for me, when I came in, like the only thing I knew about was 12-step recovery. And I definitely had some hang-ups as far as the higher power God concept. And, 
you know, it was difficult for me in the beginning and I didn't even know that there were any other alternatives, any other, anything else out there. And, and I'm so grateful that I've had the opportunity to have conversations, especially here recently about MAT and, uh, we've had some episode, we had an episode not too long ago about ketamine infusion therapy and, there's other people that aren't even doing 12 step. They're just doing like changes in diet and exercise and CBT. And there's just so many different, so many different pathways to recovery. And I don't think that recovery is a one size fits all kind of thing. So I think it's important that we continue to highlight the different recovery ways, the different modalities. And, and I, I'm really passionate here lately about trying to get the word out about alternatives to 12 step and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with 12-step. You know, I, I come from a 12-step background. I attended 12-step meetings multiple times a week for about eight years or so. And then here in the last year or so, I've kind of dialed back on that a little bit. And that's mostly just due to my own personal life and, you know, having two young children and a crazy work schedule and that kind of thing. But I don't have any, I don't have any kind of negativity towards 12-step. I think that what they do, they do it well, and I'm I'm grateful for the the lessons and the people that I've met in those twelve step rooms. And one of the other things that's just really, and I know it's kind of cliche, I guess. It's I don't think cliche is the right word, but it's something that's kind of on the forefront, but it's still not getting enough attention. And that's that's fentanyl, man. Like that is killing an entire generation of people. And we're not doing it enough to stop it. And I think that's kind of also where the the harm reduction and these other alternatives to 12-step really kind of come together, man. Because at this point, I don't I don't really care if you're a 12-step person, if you're a if you're a recovery dharma person, if you're a ketamine therapy person, if you're you know fill in the blank. We all have to come together as a group to fight this thing. Because it's taking out hundreds and hundreds of people. And whether you agree with harm reduction or you agree with Narcan or not, if the person is dead, there's no way that they can recover. So we have to continue to fight this thing. We have to have boots on the ground, people on the front lines that are willing to go to the places where people are that are still in active addiction and be there to help them in whatever way that is. Whether that be to take them to a 12-step meeting or to give them Narcan or do Narcan trainings or to talk to them about harm reduction or even things that might not even be recovery related, you know, just, you know, give them a, a warm meal or, you know, some essential toiletries or whatever and begin to build those connections. Because I think at the end of the day, what is so crucial and, and I talk about it all the time and I feel like it's it's a repeating theme on the show and with guests and with everybody is that connection. That is the key to beating this fentanyl thing, man. We have to have the connection. We can get all the funding and have all the great strategies and plans and things in place, but if we don't have that connection with the people that are suffering, then it's not going to work. We have to be willing to get our hands dirty and be shoulder to shoulder with those people that are still struggling with substance use disorder. And that's what it is. So I'll get off my pedestal for right now. But, you know, that's one of the things that's kind of in the forefront of my mind. And I think that's so important that we all have to come together to do. 
And I don't think I would have known about all these different alternatives and things if it wasn't for this podcast and, and all the incredible people that I've had the privilege of talking with. And it's just, it's so humbling, man. Because like I said, I'm just a regular guy who has a microphone and likes to talk. And, you know, I get the privilege of talking to people and, and making all these incredible connections. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here looking back on on all these incredible episodes and people that I've talked with and, you know, well over 150 interviews at this point. And, and then a, a little over a year ago started recovery revolution live. And we've been doing a live stream every week and, and that's grown and changed and evolved. And, and man, I, I love the family and the community that I've made with that as well. You know, Jason and Ashley and Elsie and JR. And it's just so incredible to get to spend time with them every week because they bring perspectives that I don't have. And I need those different perspectives in my life. So I'm so grateful for what we're doing over there. I'm grateful for this podcast. And then here in the last few weeks, uh, maybe a month or so now, I started the Recovery Revolution Podcast Network and that was just kind of an idea that that came to me. I saw a need, and I know that it can be difficult, especially as a recovery podcast host, to to network with other people. And there's not really a spot where a bunch of us can get together and talk. And it might sound sound kind of silly because it's like, what 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 was there to talk about? But you know, it's all kinds of things, man. Like. <laughs> it sounds silly, but there's times where we have these deadlines that we, we make for ourselves. We're like, I got to release my episode this week and, and my guest didn't show up and I don't know what I'm going to do. And, and, you know, so we can, we can be there to suggest a guest for other people's shows and talk about gear and talk about, you know, what different softwares we're using to record. Cause most of us do our recordings remotely. And it's just really cool to have that community and, to, to be able to help each other and promote each other's shows and just kind of come together for the common good, you know, to continue to carry that message of recovery. And there's just so many different ideas and different walks of life and, you know, different religions and sexualities and, and ethnicities, and they're all coming together and all working for the common good. And it's just been so cool to see that. So if you guys are interested in finding out more about that, you can go to recovery-revolution.org slash podcasts, and everyone that is part of that is on that page. Last time I checked, I think we were up to 26 different shows, which is mind-blowing, and I feel like it's continuing to grow. There's at least like one new show that, that jumps on board a week, so by the time this episode comes out, I mean, who knows, there could be... 30 at that point. I mean, I really don't know, but I'm excited to see what the future holds. Um, really, I'm just grateful. I am truly, truly grateful and humbled by this whole experience and just all the positivity and everything that, that I've received from the community. And I plan on continuing to do this for as long as I am able. Cause I, I truly do like this, doing these interviews and having these conversations truly does fill my cup. And it is what I look forward to every week. And I I just get so excited and, and, and I'll hit stop at the end of a recording. And I'm like, oh man, I cannot wait to share this episode with everybody. Because there's so much in this that's going to, you know, I just know this is going to touch somebody. I know there's somebody out there that's struggling 
or somebody that's going to relate to this and this is going to be just the thing that they need to hear and i just get so excited to have these conversations and get to share them with you guys and oh man three years <laughs> it's it it really is mind-blowing like i didn't i didn't write anything down I, I told my wife we we just finished dinner and it's like i'm gonna go step into the office and i'm gonna record a little quick anniversary episode and so i just sat down in front of the computer and i hit record and and this is it man this is just kind of where my mind's at i feel like my mind goes like a thousand miles an hour and i just have so many thoughts and ideas but gratitude and humility are like the two things that are at the forefront of of this and i'm just so honored that i get to do this and that i get to be a face for recovery which is something that i never ever thought that i would be i never thought that i would be in recovery let alone someone that represents recovery on social media platforms and stuff and that's definitely not what I set out to do. I've never had any kind of desire to be an influencer or to do any of that kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> you know, but I, I try to I try to be real and genuine and let you guys know what's going on and not just post all of those highlight moments of like, look how awesome my life is and look how great everything is. And, you know, it. I, I'm a real person. I have struggles and, you know, even, even right now as I record this, there's a lot of stuff that's going on in my personal life that has been very difficult for me to work through. And I'm still trying to process some of these things and there's a lot of hurt and I'm just, you know, it, it's still a pretty fresh situation and it's not something that I can speak to at the moment publicly, but you know, just, just, just know that I am not, I, I, my life is not rainbows and butterflies and unicorns. Like I am still experiencing life on life's terms. Life continues to show up and happen. And all I can do is try to be the best version of myself and respond to the things that happen with love and compassion and kindness. And that's what I try to do, but it doesn't make it it doesn't make those things go away. And, and that was one of the things that was so frightening in the beginning of my recovery is like, now I no longer have this way to escape these emotions, to escape all the pain and the feelings and everything that I don't want to address, but I'm learning how to get through those. And I'm just grateful to have such an incredible community around me and the support and the love and just all these things. So thank you to everyone that's listening to this show, to this episode episode. I think this is, I think this would be like 152 or something. I, I don't know. Cause I, there, I've put out some bonus episodes as well. So I think it might be closer to like 160 total. I'm not really sure. And it doesn't really matter, but I'm grateful that you guys have continued to stick with me as I've made mistakes and, just learned how to do this whole podcast thing, you know, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. I also wanted to say in closing that I'm probably going to be taking a week or two off from releasing episodes just due to life circumstances. And then my wife has some family and friends that are coming into town and there's just a lot of stuff going on. So the guest bedroom slash recording studio will be occupied. So I might not be able to access it to work on 
episodes for the next week or two, so I might be behind. So please forgive me for that, guys. But I do have several episodes or several interviews that I've recorded that I haven't gotten around to editing yet. And there's a lot of good stuff that's coming up. And I'm so excited to see where this podcast goes. I'm excited for the future. And I really do think everyone that listens to this show and shares it and does all those things that we do for podcasts. Like I'm so grateful. And, uh, yeah, guys, I will, uh, I'll talk to you guys soon and thank you. Thank you. Thank you again for, for being a listener and a supporter and a follower of this show. It means so much to me and I am just so truly touched by the messages and all the things that I get, the emails and messages and stuff. People, you know, that, that just, send a quick thank you or people that are struggling or people that have family members that are struggling with substance use. And I'm just so grateful for the people that reach out and the people that listen, you guys truly do make this worthwhile to me because like I said, if I can help one person, then all of this has been worth it. And I know that I've helped at least one person. So thank you guys so, so, so much.